0: What is up everyone? And here. Here's the J Hill. He made it through another one without go- talking to you during the intro. But we're going to go through the first half grades for the Capsica 49ers. I, of course there is no actual middle part of the season because they play 17 games now. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot. Um, but their bye week comes really close to that. So let's we're gonna talk about grades. We're gonna grade out you know offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and the front office. And talk about why we want to give them uh, grades. Jason, I know this is something you enjoy doing. I do. I, I love to give grades for everything. How many sliding scales are we going to get on this one? We'll give right. them like a C minus, like an A minus. I'd say one and a half. So okay. I'm, I'm hoping for definitive answers from Jason. <laughs> we'll see if we're going to get those. But I think this is, this is going to be a fun conversation. It's always a good one to have when you get into a bye week. Uh, you can kind of you know, assess where your team is at and i think that is very very fun so let's let's get at, let's get right into it let's talk about this 49ers offense uh it's been a interesting season for this 49ers offense Trey Lance starting quarterback then he's gone Jimmy takes over uh then this offense you know gets it going against Seattle a little bit struggle against Denver then they come back it's been up and down up and down and I want to know what you feel the Four offensive grade is through the first eight games. This was kind of the one I I had pegged for a a very possible sliding
1: scale, simply because we have pre McCaffrey and we have post McCaffrey. So I I think we have to evaluate them separately because he does change the game so much. So pre McCaffrey, I would say offense was D minus somewhere in there. It really struggling, couldn't really get get the offense couldn't score more than 20 almost every game. Post-McCaffrey, offense is a B-plus or maybe even higher because it's, it's it's so much more dynamic, so much more explosive, and the way that Kyle has been using him in not just the run game, but the pass game, I, I absolutely love. So I guess overall, I'd I give the offense a, a, a C-plus right now, but I feel very confident that at the end of the regular season, when we do this again, offense will be in that guaranteed B plus range as long as they all stay healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at this offense, I mean, I think you have to kind of take into account, you know, portray Lance uh, first off when it played in a monsoon, it felt like in week one, that was going to hinder the offense a lot. And then he was out, you know, and they were switching, they were transitioning to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that did hurt the offensive production a little bit. Um, But I thought that they've been pretty marginal. You know, I thought that they would bounce back and, and be able to make some more plays. And they really have it. You're right. Christian McCaffrey is going to unlock this offensive potential. And this team is going to get better. I think through the first eight, I'm going to say through the first seven games. Because you're right. You have to kind of look at what they're going to be in the future. So I'm going to tell you what I think the offensive grade has been and what I think it could be. I think this offense has been a C minus. I think overall execution-wise hasn't been great. They haven't been able to consistently put drives together. They haven't stayed on the field you know, very well. And they also haven't ran the football to the levels that I expect from a Kyle Shanahan-led offense. Where do I think this can go? Well, with the ability to have Debo Samuel and uh, Christian McCaffrey on the field with the weapons and that Elijah they're going to have. And Elijah Mitchell coming back. Uh, and this offensive line gelling, too. They're mm-hmm. getting better and better and better. I I think that this offense has the potential to be a B-plus, A-minus offense in this league with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm, I think he can make enough plays with the amount of talent they've now surrounded him with that. I think it can be one of those teams. And I think that is good news going forward, but I think I have to put it, you know what? They're a C minus offense through the first seven games with McCaffrey though. And I know McCaffrey played in that one, but against Kansas city, but uh, I think that they can get all the way up to an a minus B plus range because of the ability that Kenya is going to have with all these extra weapons. Yep. I agree. So let's, Let's switch it over to the defensive grade now. Uh, the four yards defense, I mean, yeah, they didn't play great against Chicago. They had some busted plays, but after that, uh, they went on a roll and a stretch. And uh, besides Kansas City, I thought they've played you know pretty good. They've competed. I'm curious what your grade is going to be on.
1: If you if you ever watched our show at all, or you ever watched the show of being horsey, you know that I love this defense. I absolutely think it's like I said. Do they know about it? No, because. At them like creepy stuff. No, just with Charlotte Flair. Oh, God, that's I didn't know you. <laughs> <Stupid>. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I hate you right now so much. Um, defensively, the Chief game, I would give them a terrible grade. The Bears game, I didn't think was that bad. Pettis touchdown was just a really, really spooky one that was a pretty good, good play by to who, who by the way a- every week he looks a little better and better too so that, that's good good to see for him too. Defensively and then also no arm set for a while, no kinlaw, no Ayer for for a while. Amola's uh, out like like they they played like they played a couple games with like four of their actual starters and they're still top five in, in every stat so. I'd give the defense an A minus. I really think that when you factor in the injuries and stuff, they play and the fact that the, that the offense hasn't always helped them out. They, they've had to be, be almost be perfect in every game. Really, only the Chief game and the Falcon game I, I thought were
0: not up to their level. Uh, fully healthy, this defense is the best defense in the league. The problem is, you're never going to see fully healthy for the rest of the season. Emmanuel Mosley is gone. Oh, they're going to get guys back. What level are those guys going to play? We don't know what we're going to get out of a Jason Fred. Uh, And so that's going to impact this defense. You don't know what you're going to get out of a Jovan Kinlaw. I think those players got to be considered bonus. So what do you get from the some of the other players? And I think you're right. I think they've played really well at times. I think, you know, the struggles against Atlanta, a lot of that had to do with interior defensive line. No Nick Bosa, no Emmanuel Moses. Like it starts weighing on you when you start missing all these starters and all these players. Uh, they've rapidly overcome, and we just seen them hold the Los Angeles Rams to 14 points on offense. The 49ers go back to it. They're still graded out as one of the top defenses in the league. And I think they are one of the top defenses in the league. And I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you that it's an A minus defensive grade through the first, you know, eight games of the season because I think injuries are the the reasons that they've had some struggles. I think Kansas City you put in its own, you know, area by itself. Um, but I think they're a really good defense. I think they're an a minus. I think you know if people wanted to argue, they're in the B range. I wouldn't complain about that. But I think talent-wise, they're one of the best, and they've overcome a lot of injuries. So a minus seems pretty good to me. Jason, special teams. Uh, they're ranked. They were ranked 32 going into the Rams game. Well, what do you think about the special teams? It was a big hot topic last year with Richie Hightower. Now he's got the fifth best defense. Or, I'm sorry, fifth best special teams in the league in Chicago. Uh, what is up with Brian Schneider and the special teams, and what grade are you giving them?
1: I I was surprised when you said that they were the 32nd ranked special teams. Like I I I I knew they hadn't been very good, or and there have been some issues here and there, but they haven't had a ton of. I can't recall really any, maybe one turnover that that we've given. I, I know sometimes the coverage hasn't been necessarily perfect, but. I would have thought that they would have been top sixteen, top seventeen, but to be thirty second kind of surprised me. So. Also, two
0: blocked field goals; uh, those That's play true. into it as well. One of those returned for a touchdown. So that was the only t- t- touchdowns Seattle scored. I'm just saying, <laughs> like those are those are knocks against the special
1: teams. That, that vaunted offense didn't do anything against defense. Um, so I I I guess I'm still trying to absorb the shock that they're thirty. I can, so I I guess just off that alone, they had to be
0: a D. Yeah. It hasn't been great. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I haven't really agreed with some of the, the philosophy. I think when they had injuries, that always hurts your special teams because guys who are normal special teams aces for you have to start starting. Yeah. And when they are starting, then they're not helping you on special teams. And I think they had some injuries there as well. You know, they used Malik Turner as much as they could. Now they can't use him anymore without making him an active roster uh, player. So they they've kind of run through the gambit of all these guys, and they're trying to figure it out. Um, but the defense, I mean, the the special teams hasn't been good, and I think it, we have to keep it real. The special teams is is not good. I thought Ray McLeod has showed some signs lately that he's going to be able to do things. You know, as far as in the return game, but I haven't been a fan of how they've you know handled kickoffs. Um, last year punt returns were a big problem for me. This year's kickoffs, so. They need to get it together. They need to make sure they don't allow these returns to happen against Carolina. Robbie Gold had to make two tackles, uh, that were touchdown-saving tackles, and those aren't good. Blocked field goals aren't good. You need to make sure you execute those. So I'm I'm with you. They are in the D range. I'm going to give them a D plus because I think Rayburn McLeod has given them the plus. Uh, but other than that, I think they're a D D, uh, D special teams right now, and that's not good when you put an emphasis by getting George Odom and Oren Burks, and you have guys like Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Better special teams aces. Now it will help. Tarverius Moore was out for a little bit. He's back. So he's going to help as a gunner and he'll help in coverage or you know kick coverage as well. So can they improve? Yes. I'm optimistic about them getting better, but I need them to work their way up to C plus B range yeah. to play complimentary football and help this team. And right now, they haven't done that. Um, had had a big hit though yesterday oh that yeah. was nice that was that was he, solid that was great he was he did a great job as a gunner that was great coverage so yeah, like I said maybe they're trending maybe in the right direction little, yeah uh yeah we'll we'll see how it goes now let's talk progress. about the coaching it's been a hot topic in 49ers land Jason uh lots of people not impressed with Kyle Shannon's play calling not impressed with the 49ers coaching staff in general D'Amico Ryan's praised heavily at the beginning of the season lately um not everyone's favorite son anymore what do you think about the 49ers coaching? What would you give the grade for the coaching staff? Jamico gets an A for
1: everything that we talked about, having to deal with and what what he's done with defense during that segment. Kyle, I would say, yeah, and once again, you got to kind of judge Kyle, pre-McCaffrey, and post-McCaffrey. So pre-McCaffrey, there was issues in, in the run game. He had to get to be kind of back on track with – very young in spots o-line it was it was, it was it was kind of making us salad here and we're trying to get get the right ingredients i'd give kyle a c plus b minus so far so i guess if you factor in an a and a a, a b minus you get a b b plus overall for the coaching
0: I think I think this coaching staff has had a lot of challenges. I think on the defensive side of the ball, D'Amico Ryan has had to deal with a vast amount of injuries. I think Kyle Shannon has had to deal with injuries as well. I mean, when you lose Elijah Mitchell, your bell cow back in the first game, that hurts. You lose your starting quarterback, quarterback in the second game. Who's
1: entirely different than
0: we have now? Yeah, so yeah. It's it's a switch of offensive philosophy. There's a change, uh there's a lack of execution for this team in some areas. Now they have moments and high spots where they've made, made plays that I think they're turning it around right now. Um, But when you've got to hold it together through injuries and you've got to hold it together through a quarterback change like that, and a change in the locker room, I don't even know what those dynamics actually were with Jimmy Garoppolo staying to this football team. I think those things play into it as well. I think D'Amico had himself a fantastic first half of the season. Yes. I think I don't put the Atlanta one on him. I don't think Atlanta was any, I think Kansas city was his one real blemish uh, I think other than that, he's done fantastic. I'm with you. I'm giving him an A. I think as you know, he's up there as one of the better coaches in this league. And with Kyle Shanahan, I think Shanahan has done a very good job as a head coach. Uh, play caller, I haven't had any problems with his play calling for the for the most part. I think there was lack of execution that definitely hurt. Uh, lack of talent in some areas has definitely hurt. You know, when you're missing Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey for games, and then you're missing, you know, you're starting running back and quarterback. It's even too. Yeah, it, it definitely right, hurts, geez. and I think it does play into it. But I think overall, I'm going to give this coaching staff a B. I think that they've been pre- above average. I think they're pretty good, and I look forward to what they do in the future. I fully expect D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan to have an A coaching grade the rest of the season. I'm, I'm hoping so when we talk about this after the year, we're like, you know what? Those two guys played really well. And I think actually Brian Snyder, the special teams coach, is going to rebound as well. And I think he's going to have a good end of the season because I think the healthier they get, the more talented players he has. We'll go back down to it. Right. So I think they're going to figure really this old. thing out uh, and I think it's going to be good. But right now I would say I give it a B. I have not been on, you know, the the Fire Kyle Shanahan train. I will never get on that. Um at least not while he's continually competing, you know, for playoff spots. I just want to be in the mix every single year. Do I want Super Bowls? Yes. Of course. Um but I think that, you know, That's you That's what we do. Yeah, you want to be in that mix. So I'm I'm going to go with the B. So I think like, we're we're pretty close on like our grades. Maryland does Crab Cakes and, and football. We do just... Super bowls and chardonnay
1: so we, we need to actually you know, get that back to get this stupid
0: levi's curse off our heads uh, and you know what? what's crazy is the forties have played very well at levi's stadium over the last eight games uh hopefully that continues because they got a lot of home games coming up thank god one of the reasons this this team has been able to compete through all the injuries jason is this front office <laughs> and the front office continued to make moves uh bringing in a guy like christian mccaffrey was was solid the fact that they, you know, have continually brought in guys to help compete. I mean, Kayshawn Gibson was another one right before, you know, training camp was over. They bring him in. he's in, been a very good starter for this team. But the way they drafted Spencer Burford's been starting, Aaron Banks been stepped really in good. And, and replaced Lakin Tomlinson. I think uh, we have thirteen million reasons to thank Aaron Banks because yeah. you know Lakin got paid big and Banks has played at that kind of level, that he's, Pro Bowl caliber he's, level. He's, he's in yeah, you know, he's he's been great. So what grade do you give the San Francisco 49ers front office.
1: Well, a ball almost more than any sport. You have to have elite players to win. You just do. Like you can scheme up all you want, but uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes are just going to make make plays that 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 Kirk Cousins just can't make. Like like that's just fact. So when you look at our roster and literally at Every position in the at defensive backfield, we have a couple elite players. Linebacker, we have an elite player. Defensive line, we have a couple elite players. At the running back spot, even before the year, we had some uh, or before the trade. We we I think Elijah is an elite running back. Now we have two at the at the O line, we have a first ballot Hall of Fame lock, and we have a I we like to talk about he's playing well. he's has been pretty good. So, And obviously at, at wide receiver we have two elite players. At, at tight end we have an elite player. So that all falls on the front office. They have, have given us so many good draft picks, so many smart trades, so many under-the-radar the signings that have turned out, out to be good players. You cannot give them anything but in an a this roster is from top to bottom a top two three roster in the sport
0: they're loaded yeah i think that making the move for christian mccaffrey was a signal uh, to this football team that we believe you can win yeah. they've built a roster that can withstand injuries and i think you saw that on display where you have a rams team that's really built on superstars aaron donald jalen ramsey bobby wagner that's fantastic uh, the problem is when you lose your left tackle and you you're going to Alaric jackson As your new left tackle, and that's not what you want. The 49ers went from yeah, they went three guys in because they had Colton McKibbs who they spent a draft pick on, they had Jalen Moore who they spent a draft pick on. They consistently had guys that they've added depth to this roster, and I think that is where you know the where the things change for front offices. And I think they've done a very good job of trying to insulate this roster, knowing that injuries are a real thing. In the NFL, injuries are across the board are really bad right now. There's very few teams that have stayed healthy. And the 49ers had to make sure they had enough depth to withstand that. They did a great job at the quarterback position too. Were they able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo? No. But then they were also able to bring Jimmy in a very friendly contract back. And now that's paying dividends because we would not be the same football team you know, if it was led by Brock Purdy. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo is well-equipped to handle getting a team to an NFC Championship and a Super Bowl. He's already proven he can help a team do that. So now you've, you've put yourself in capable hands. And I think this front office going out and getting McCaffrey was a huge move. I think I would have gave this this front office um, before McCaffrey an A, just because I saw everything that happened during training camp and all the players they brought in, including Mooney Ward, which I thought was a fantastic move. I would have already gave them an A. Uh, I'm gonna give them an A plus after the, <laughs> after the McCaffrey move. I think that's the plus on it. And you know what? I don't know if people are gonna agree with me. I, to be honest, I don't care. Don't give a damn um, I, I, I just I think they've done such a good job. I thought John Lynch has done. Everything he can to give Kyle Shanahan the players that he need. He worked out you know, the contract for Debo Samuel. They got it done. Yep. Financially, they've done a very good job of being uh, prudent. They have money to spend still, which means they can make moves. And whenever you can go out and have draft capital to get Christian McCaffrey and make the, the deal you have to make, I love it. And we've already seen the dividends of what Christian McCaffrey can mean for this football team. Like The picks like coming in, into next year's draft the only hole that
1: you can honestly say that, say that we need to look at evaluating in the draft would be center. Other than that, there's not a glaring need that this roster has. And the idea that, well, they fell off when these guys got hurt. Well, yes, because having a depth player is a guy who p- should play 15 to 25% of the time and c- can come in in that role and do it and do a good job. Depth Players aren't expected to start games. That's why they're not, that's why they're not starters. So, the depth guys that we have are good players. Are, are they starters? No, because hard, and and that's why I think people have gotten off, off the wrong track is all those guys on our, our D line are, are all good players, but 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 they're good in a role, not in every down. And when we get healthy and and, and those guys can come back in in that role, then you'll, you'll see the idea of why depth matters, but not necessarily. that. you, you can't pay twenty have guys to start on defense I anyway' mean, right and that's why John's done such a good job is they've got good players behind our our starters too and they just it yeah, annoys me when people who
0: wrote this roster is loaded, man. Well, and subtle moves like last year, Charles and Minihue. You yeah. At tra- the trade deadline. Are the four yards, buyers, sellers? I don't know. But they're going to get this guy, Charles and Minihue, And he's going to have one of the highest pressure rates <laughs> in the entire league. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, that That's what's awesome. I mean, this they, they continue to overturn every value. stone, looking for players, making little tiny trades that end up getting them some draft picks back that they can use for in some else. of these moves. Yeah. Have they emptied the cupboard a little bit? Yes but by emptying the cupboard you got what you're hoping is your quarterback the of the future and Trey Lance and a running back that's going to make it a lot easier on him in the future with a dynamic Christian McCaffrey who is probably more than a running back he's pretty special. overall I'm I mean I think me and you are in a agreement about you know the front office has been really good and I'm I'm very happy that we have a aggressive ownership group and yeah. an aggressive front office. I'd rather have that, you know, and we they've they've done the draft pick way and it's worked. Uh they've got a lot of really good draft picks, but they also have taken chances as well. Emmanuel Sanders was one of those chances yep. they took. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and now Christian McCaffrey. They're don't, not afraid to build either way. Trent. Right. Yeah, Trent Williams as well. For they're a not a five. I love for that three to five. Just... I love that they're not afraid to make yeah, and if he would have left, they would have got the five back. I yeah. mean it, that it was literally for a third-round pick. Yeah. That's how easy it was. Uh I love what they've done. Overall, I think the 4 years have done pretty good. Uh, let us know what you thought about our grades the 49ers through the first eight games do you agree uh where would you have changes and differences uh, like the video if you have the opportunity if you haven't subscribed please subscribe to the channel really appreciate that uh it, it's a fun conversation to have i'm curious what everyone else is thinking is on this uh there's probably no wrong answer because everyone sees the team differently but this is how we see it and uh it was, it was a fun one Ira kyle that's the mm-hmm. wrong answer but Okay, so Jason's <laughs> not about firing Kyle. So if you said that, <laughs> yeah, he's against it. but uh, oh, that,
1: that John's a terrible GM then you just don't know anything about. Like, I can show you lots of, of terrible GMs. Look at teams without bad records.
0: Yeah, there's some bad GMs out there. I think we have a pretty good front office. We have a good coaching staff and a good roster. And I'm excited about the season. Just I'm, I'm excited about more content coming out on the channel all week. I hope you're enjoying your bye week with some of this content. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh, Go Niners.
1: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks.